Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. Today's leader is Michael Chu. He is the owner and founder of Champion Development. And of course, as always, we are going to literally dive right on in with my hard-hitting question. Are you ready, Michael? Hard-hitting question? I I guess so, but I'm ready to go. (laughs) I didn't warn you that off air, huh? No, you didn't. I think you're going to have this one in the bag, but what is your why? So, yeah, interesting, hard-hitting question right off the bat. So, <laughs> told you. Yeah, no, I love the question. I mean, this the surface-level answer is to provide for my girls, my fiance, and to create a life of freedom, um, to increase the levels that I want to give back. And that's that's the surface-level answer that feels very present to me right now. Much more deeply than that. About 15 years ago, I hired my first coach. I was 23 years old. I was in the direct sales world. I was not doing that great. Uh, And I hired a coach because I wanted to make more money. But in the time of working with that coach, who was a Tony Robbins certified trained coach, and he was awesome, he's amazing, still a best friend today. He helped me discover that my actual why, my actual purpose on earth is to develop champions. Mm. Hence the name of the company. Uh, today. And champion is not about winning trophies. Champion's not even always about being number one, uh, but champion is about continuing to strive to evolve and be better each day, day in, day out. I heard Christine Hassler say the other day, um, she's a master coach, and she said, our real purpose on earth is to do one thing, and that is to continue to evolve. And that really resonated with me. And so my deeper why is to develop champions to know their greatest love, their greatest abundance, and their greatest glory to give back to the world. But my service level why is to give my girls and my fiance an amazing life as well. I love that. I love, so, and I love that you're not alone in in having two-part whys, right? Yeah. So many of the people that are on the show and people that I chat with, you know, it is really easy to have this result-driven why. And, yeah. and it's very important, right? Yeah. You know, I think in the past, when we think of whys with business, everyone was like, oh, that's too emotional. That's too fuzzy. You know, it's, there's no place for that in business. But I think to me, I think of that as your result, mm-hmm. the result of your passion and your why of champion development and developing champions. You know, that is the absolute right result that you deserve and want others to to benefit from as well. So I love that. Um, okay. So Developing champions, right? That's that's a very unique, specific why. Tell me, can you think back? And, and if you've never thought of this before, obviously take your time. But can you think back to like your youngest self of when you found yourself with others, whether it was like on the school, like playground yeah. at recess, yeah. or like maybe you have a memory where you just remember taking the role of developing someone else's championship? Yeah. Well, on the business side, I just want to say one thing. A lot of times on the business side, it is seemed as like woo-woo or too mm-hmm. soft about having a why. Yeah. Um, but then you go look at the greatest companies in the world 
whether it's scaling up and the book scaling up and identifying great companies, whether it's the book Good to Great or my favorite, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Shea's Delivering Happiness and how the greatest companies out there have clear cultural core values yes. and have a BHAG or a big mission or a big why. And so if you just study the great companies out there, there's something fueling them more than just making money. Um, and so for whatever that's worth, I just wanted to chime in. No, I love that. I mirror that. So I love that, that you pointed that out because not enough people, well, that's where the businesses that don't succeed often are failing. It's often in that, in that arena of not yeah. recognizing the big why. So thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Especially past $3 million a year, like $3 million can be all about product and promotion of that first product. But then after that, there's gotta be so much more uh, to a company than just that. To your original question, um, it really started, I mean, I grew up in a small town of about 3,000 people. Uh, I tried to play varsity basketball. Um, and as a freshman, I was four foot 11 <laughs> trying to play a tall man sport. Right? I was a four foot 11 Chinese kid trying to play basketball. I ended up being the varsity basketball captain by my junior and senior year. But I share those details because it goes back to the fact that my karate school locally, um, you have to be like five or six years old to start karate. But I was like, I want to take karate. I was badgering my mom about it when <laughs> I was three. And uh, my mom got them to evaluate me at three years old and decide if I could join. And so I started karate when I was three years old. Um, I went on to win dozens, uh, a dozen national championships. Wow. And in the process of doing so, I felt like I got some of the best development and coaching that one could get out there uh, because martial arts karate is as individual of a sport as you can get other than maybe golf tennis stuff like that but yeah. it's literally someone else trying to hit you you trying to hit them and so like you are responsible for the result um, in the process of doing so as early as like 10 11 12 years old i was being asked to teach classes as well and so i oh. saw how much i love developing others and um i think a combination of being coached at a high level and being able to give back to others fueled my my, my purpose and my passion for just seeing what good coaching and good mentorship can do for a human beings, results, happiness, life, all those things. Confidence. Um, yeah. Confidence that I wouldn't have been able to do with just pure talent and work ethic by myself. I credit so much of what I have today to the leadership, mentorship and coaching that I had as a child. So that's, that's, that's where it started. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, as a three-year-old to be so like, mom, I want to start karate. I, like, where where did that come from? Was are your parents involved in karate? Did you watch karate shows? Or were you like, listen, I just know I want karate in my yeah. life. I was an '80s baby, and so I blamed the Karate Kid. Uh, <laughs> yes, to, to, to the point where my younger brother is named Daniel. Oh. after Daniel son from the karate kid because I had an influence over what we wanted to name my little brother but yes you know I don't know I I don't think you remember much when you're three years old so I can't say for sure where it really came from yeah. uh, my parents weren't training my brother and sister weren't training I just I, I literally I blame the karate kid yeah I think <laughs> I think you should definitely blame the karate kid or give yeah. them credit I love yeah. that yeah yeah totally well it says a lot you know because there was I I, I mean we can talk bad about media and social media and TV and it's mm. rotting our brains. But, you know, there's also choices that you could take the Karate Kid and be like, I want to develop champions. Or you could watch the Karate Kid and be like, I want to beat up the kids at school. You know sure. what I mean? So there's something super deep and innate in you, whether you mm. recognize it. I mean, you clearly do because of the passion that you have sure. and what you've sure. gone forward to do. But 
I, the thing I'm starting to notice, the more trends that I'm seeing as I'm having these conversations with passionate business owners yeah. is that there is this innate introspection and recognition even before you could verbalize this recognition mm -hmm. of, of a deeper purpose mm -hmm. and, a, and a deeper passion. Um, and it's been a really fun journey to kind of explore these early moments with my guests. Yeah. I, I love that story. So, okay, you had mentioned then fast forward from three. Okay, so fast forward now we're twenty three. You're yeah. in your you know early sales, maybe first sales journey or sales yeah. position, yeah. and you once again had the introspection and innate like thought that I need a coach. That mm -hmm. is okay. Maybe today in twenty twenty two a little more normal because the coaching everybody world, has a coach. Yeah, yeah. The coaching yeah. world is like blossomed, <laughs> which I yeah. love. But 15 years ago, to give yourself again, give yourself more, give yourself some awesome credit of like being in tune with this is something mm -hmm. I need. Where did that come from? And how did you seek out someone from the T Tony Robbins team? Because like what yeah. a what a high one to seek out. Yeah. Oh, it's a good question because, you know, transparently growing up as like an oldest son of an Asian family, kind of frugal and cheap. Every time it's time to invest in myself even especially at that age, it was always very uncomfortable. Mm. And so I don't want to paint the picture that it just came so natural, like I'm just going to go hire a coach. There was tons of resistance to the idea of it. I think it was rooted in a couple things and I've never been asked the question. So this is my first draft answer and I reserve the right to come back and edit it on a second Love episode it. or something like that. <laughs> um, but I think number one, it was this burning desire to be great. You know. I experienced winning through my teenage years through martial arts and stuff like that. And so um, I think I had this burning desire to win, to be great and not wait on my life. Yeah. I, I always say that this was wired into my DNA. There's no scientific backing of this being true, but I had something called Kawasaki syndrome when I was a kid. And in the eighties, they didn't know the cure for it. It's a super curable thing now, but the doctors told my parents I wasn't going to survive. And I was six months oh, old. Wow. Um, my mom was like, sleeping in a like an infant incubator with me for for months i lived at the hospital oh, wow. um, I, there's no scientific evidence what i'm about to say but <laughs> i've always said that i think put into my dna like, or put into my, my my cells is the better way to say it, at a young age that life is short mm -hmm. i experience greatness but i also think i have this proper balance of like we only get one shot yeah and so when i'm not seeing the results that i want i don't think to myself i have to just figure it out all on my own i yeah. saw in karate having a great coach uh, my mom's a teacher my aunts are all teachers so i've i grew up around the power of great teachers and stuff like that um and so i think that's what it was more deeply rooted in life is short i want to be great what is the one true fast track what's the one true shortcut uh to expediting success and the only one i know of right now is modeling the success of those who have already been there is like the one true shortcut to success. And so while I've never been asked the question and I didn't get to pre-prepare that answer, I, I feel good about that answer. Yeah. Uh, now that I get a chance to talk it out loud and think it through. I love that. And yeah. wow, what a amazing thing to be told. Like at what age were you, what was that story shared about, you know, your first six plus months in, in the world and how, how, uh, you know, rocky it was or felt yeah. for your mom. As long as long as I've been alive and I can remember stories, that part of my that part of my upbringing is a part of my story, a part of 
who I am. And so that's why I've always kind of included that whenever types of questions like this come up. Yeah. Um, it just feels, it feels true to me, yeah. whether it's true or not. Um, no, it, I mean, it, it, right life about. is short is absolutely true. And the fact that you were gifted yeah. the chance to, to see that opportunity so firsthand and see the motion that your mom probably feels when she shares the story now. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I've got to imagine as a father, you also, that's a wave of hit of like, yeah. wow, you know, yeah. and that desire to be great. Um, I, I love that you through even that young three-year-old karate kid <laughs> was able to recognize that I'm here to be great, but look at, look at my predecessor who is great. Mm. Look at the other people in this class who are a couple of years older than me and how great they are. And instead of seeing them as competition or as yeah. I just need to be better than them because that's how great I want to be, you recognize the power in mentorship mm. and as um, seeking higher because that'll get you higher. Yeah. How has that element kind of bled into your career with your career in business as a champion development? Like, yeah. tell me a little bit about that. John Maxwell is one of my favorite people to study. Mm -hmm. um, one of the greatest leadership coaches out there. Um, and he talks all the time about how personal growth is not a destination journey. Mm -hmm. It is a lifetime journey. We're going back to the Christine Hassler quote I said at the start here, that our purpose on earth as human beings is to continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. How that goes back to the karate days is anytime I I think I would demonstrate any flash of being a little arrogant or e egotistical at eight years old. I, I, there's pictures of me at like three foot tall, but I have like a six foot trophy and all this type <laughs> of stuff. My instructor, and it's still one of the greatest lessons today, my instructor would come up to me and put their hand on my heart and say it's not about the external trophy winning or losing and why you continue to compete is what happens in here and what they were always referring to is who you continue to become along the way it's about continuing to better your best and that is mm -hmm. filtered into my that's trickled in flooded in to how i approach business for sure and if you think about karate but really any sport of all sports anybody who is excellent at any craft they practice the same damn craft over and over and over again and maxwell has something called the law of process and he says that success happens daily but not in a day success happens daily but not in a day and so you know business is a game and i've treated business the same way it's a skill set that i want to continue to get better at every day and just trust in the process of what's going to happen over a decade two decades mm -hmm. three decades uh, as the business unfolds and so that's how karate and martial arts and then i played basketball and played other sports as well and i kind of took the same approach like i'd be out shooting free throws in the new jersey winter you know and take 100 free throws until i made 90 straight or you know 90 out of 100 or whatever the number was i was focused on yeah and so the process of getting better every day and then trusting the time horizon over a longer period of time mm -hmm. uh, is where that all really uh where all that really started for me I'm sitting here thinking how much I admire your uh, your ability to quote really phenomenal coaches and leaders. And um, I have a quote on the tip of my tongue that I want to share. And I'm like embarrassed because <laughs> I can't remember who I heard this from. But there was sure. um, I, it was someone that I had heard through a great guest of ours. And they were sharing 
uh, about peak performance and high performance. And this, mm -hmm. the quote was that the successful entrepreneurs, the successful athletes don't get tired of the board task, the board, yeah. they don't get, they don't fail or they don't uh, sh chase the shiny objects when things get boring, yeah. they stick yeah. to the boring daily tasks because they recognize that while they might become mundane or boring, it is the rep repetition of doing them every single day that oh. leads to greatness. I just need, I'm going to make it <laughs> a uh, challenge for myself to be be like michael chu find more <laughs> like remember the authors of these great quotes because i i truly admire your ability I've, to do that I've, I've heard that from other people before so i appreciate that it, it, it's good the, the quote you're talking about or the all, all different quotes you're referring to though as far as like billionaires just continue to do the boring work better than others as an example is so true you know it doesn't matter what craft or sport or business we're playing. That feels so true to me. I mean, even recently, my business um, got awarded Inc. 5000s. Yes, I wanted to talk company. about that. Yeah, uh, number 548. Now, why I'm bringing that up, though, is is um, <laughs> we had a really challenging start to this year after all that growth last year. And I got away from the exact lesson you're talking about. We expanded so quickly, mm -hmm. right, to multiple millions that I found myself wanting to do this strategy, this strategy. We could do this now. We could do this now. And I caught my company in the middle of the year and I said, we've lost our way a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm not having as much fun in the business. We're not growing to the tune that we thought we were going to. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs only want to talk about how they're always growing. I love sharing stories about like, we went through a six month window where it felt like we were not growing. I was yeah. losing fun in the business, but you know what got me back to freaking loving my business again? The basics, Yeah. right? Who I serve, how much I, I love serving them, the problem that we get to help them solve, the wins. It, I, I got off I got off self and back on purpose. And then I got mm -hmm. back to the basics of like what built the foundation of this business, our culture, our mission, the strategies. And funny enough, quarter, quarter three was one of the most rewarding to date quarters of this year, but really the last, couple of years and so i just oh. wanted to highlight that with a real story how true that comes to be especially even in business as well yeah and it's great that you have that personal experience that you can share with those that you're developing yeah. and business owners who are who are gonna gonna no matter what gonna go in this moment of saying okay everything we're doing michael's working it's working okay <laughs> now i want to try this and you can yeah. be like Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> hold on, yeah. let's reel it back here. Um, not that, you know, I love that we also are talking about that you should, we should as individuals and especially as companies, we should always be evolving, yeah. right? That's something I speak about from day one with my clients is about brand evolution. And, you know, um, so it's not to take away that evolution, but it's to recognize that we need to not chase every shiny object. If most people just stuck to one strategy more consistently for a yep. longer period of time, they'd be in better shape, happier, better relationships, make more money, whatever, right? Like think about even using weight loss as an example, because one side of my company, we have a peak performance uh, business within our company where we help busy entrepreneurs get in great shape, blah, blah, blah. If you just think about how often we veer our paths and we're doing keto one summer and we're doing mm -hmm. vegan the next and we're if most of us just committed to one plan that we could see ourselves doing for a decade yeah. instead of trying to get success in a day 
most of us would have more of the things that we say we actually want going back to uh, that that lesson of like the boring work is what leads to the results and the breakthroughs that we want. Yeah, I love it. It's just that going back to the basics and consistency. Yeah, yeah. So tell me now today with Champion Development, how, 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 so when did you guys found, when did you found the company? When did you find the company? And where is it at today? You just mentioned that this has been a phenomenal growth year and you yeah. very, very slyly through that 548 on the <laughs> 5,000. I love sure, that. Sure, sure. What brought you to that honor and kind of what is it looking like today in the, in the, in the business? Yeah patience <laughs> and i was on a show recently and said oh, i love your i love your 20 year overnight story or your 20 year overnight <laughs> yeah. success right um but no specifically to this company that we have now which is our coaching business there's really two key parts to the story and um, i had built three different seven figure direct sales businesses through my 20s I, I found myself after turning the corner of 30 years old i found myself having all these accolades from athletic accolades to business accolades and i found myself not aligned or fulfilled with the life that i actually wanted whether it was being in a small town that i didn't really love or in a relationship i didn't really want to be in and all these things um, i found myself on my bathroom floor one tuesday super motivated mike chile crying on my bathroom floor unable to go to work um, and i was just i was just like miserable in many ways mm -hmm. and so i heard from a mentor in my early 20s whenever you feel like you're lacking something give it if you're lacking yeah. joy give joy if you feel like you're lacking money give money if you feel like if you're lacking energy give energy i felt i was lacking fulfillment at that point in my life and i said to myself what could i give to the world what, who could I serve that will bring fulfillment back? And so um, I launched my coaching business from a very low place, in fact, purely not from wanting to make more money, purely from a place of like, how can I give? Now, mm. going back to the whole like, you naturally see coaching. For two years, I, I told myself I could figure this out on my own. Why? My ego told me that I had built three different seven-figure businesses. So I know how to sell. I know how to market. I know how to blah, 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 blah. I made $2,000 in two years. <laughs> I had one I had one client, God bless you, Brandon, if you're listening to this, but I had one client in two years um, and made $2,000 over two years. And so that was the kind of starting point of the business. I finally, at the end of two years, invested in a coach, a mentor who had built online businesses, online coaching businesses before, uh, and scaled that to 80K a month within nine months after that, wow. multiple six figures from there. But what really led to the growth two years ago is I built my own coaching business and I was learning from all the coaches who coach coaches, mm -hmm. which admittedly as a coach myself, kind of thought the coaches who coach coaches industry was pure BS, right? I was like, it's just a money grab because they can't do the thing themselves. That's kind of how I viewed it. And I was meeting with a couple of my mentors at a mastermind and I was sharing with them how I built my business. My, my, my actual coaching business, my peak performance coaching business, I had grown that to two to 300K a month, all organic with a small audience. And it was very like, it was very stable. It was a very mm -hmm. healthy business. And I remember they said to me, they said, Mike, if you were to ever get into coaching coaches, you'd kill it. And it's not about you. It's about the industry mm -hmm. because they saw how I was building my business actually led to a business that was predictable, sustainable, and scalable. And most of the coaches who coach coaches out there have never actually done it themselves. 
And mm. that made Which is me- where that stigma of it feeling almost like BS, the the rent that stand by a Ferrari, that's not your Ferrari and snap a picture kind yes. of stigma and BS is yes. probably where that got fueled. And so I never thought I would launch a coaching coach's side of my company. But in that moment in Beverly Hills, California at this mastermind, those two said that to me and I was like, you might be right. I sat on it for a little bit and I said, hmm, I believe that the true experts out there are the ones who experience imposter syndrome the most. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and Validation, so I was like, thank you. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, I built a seven-figure business. Do I re- Am I really good enough to help others? So I beta tested my strategies with 10 clients over the next 12 months before ever marketing anything. Those 10 clients all grew to six figures or more. And I was like, okay, wow. we're on to something. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up launching what we call our LTV Accelerator, which helps coaches or Pat, we have two programs, Passion of Profits and LTV Accelerator. One for a coach going from zero to 30K a month, and then one for someone going to multiple six to seven figures. But that's kind of the full story of how that unfolded. I was sick and tired of people who never actually built a business telling you that they could build your business mm-hmm. um, as their only way of generating business. <laughs> if yeah. that makes if that makes any sense at all. No, I love it. I, I think too, it it deepens your it, it goes in alignment with your passion and your why, you know, and it's it is to develop champions. And so not just in an individual sense, but in the sense of I have this whole industry that I'm very passionate about and I want to protect and I'm seeing it being taken advantage of individuals being taken advantage of. And whether you recognize that or not, I see that as a very protective uh, choice that you made early on from the guidance of the mastermind. And of course, give them credit to that. But I think it's very honorable that you, you, you were like, I don't want to be that person, but I don't want to let those people do that Mm. to, to these future champions of the world. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think there's a difference between mentorship and coaching. Yeah. Right. Because everybody always uses the analogy when I hear me say this, like, well, Phil Jackson coached Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, and he never was an all-star, you know, whatever. Right. Don't get me wrong. There, there's there's truth to, to like the right type of coaching in the right moment. But most people who are hiring someone online to grow their business, they're not looking for just coaching. They're looking for mentorship. Mm-hmm. And I think mentorship is watch how I did it. And let me show you the way. Coaching is more asking the right questions and bringing the best out within somebody. That's my like high level definition of the two. Yeah. But I think the online coaching industry is looking for mentors, not coaches. And so Mm -hmm. it was a commitment of mine that I'm always teaching from a place of like how I, not how to. That's an Alex. That's an Alex Hormozy quote. Um, And so that's why that's why I got into this industry. I love that. Well, gosh, I, I can't believe how fast the time has flown by. I feel like I want to respect both of our calendars. Uh, sure. I feel like I could talk to you about several things that you've brought up for, for, sure. for way longer. But um, I wanted to just kind of wrap things up with give me kind of a really good sense of who a good uh, champion development client yeah. Uh, or, or who, you know, listeners, they're, they're loving what they're saying. They're just wondering if they'd be a good fit for you. And yeah. then what's a good way to start with, with working with you? Yeah. So if you're listening and you truly, truly have a passion to serve others, whether it's that you're a fitness coach or a money coach or whatever, and it's just an idea in your heart right now. And you're that version of me at my young thirties mm-hmm. had made money, but wanted to give back, but didn't know how to get the thing off the ground. We have passion to profits, which helps people grow their business from zero to 20 to 30 K a month. But What we really specialize in is if you're already a six or even seven figure coach, 
I woke up about a year after learning how to actually grow my business and said, this business is not going to be fun in the long term. This business is not scalable because most of the online coaching industry teaches you how to make money fast, launches, ads, VSLs, et cetera. But it doesn't mm -hmm. mean your business is actually built to last. And so what we specialize in is we help six to seven figure online entrepreneurs unlock or generate what we call hidden pockets of revenue to the tune of $100,000 to a million dollars without having to generate more leads, without having to post more on social media, without having to pay more for ads. Like literally in your business right now, Al Rakek, we help him generate $246,000 wow. in the first 30 days wow. of his already existing business. Bastion Slow, we helped him generate $950,000 in his first 10 weeks using oh, wow. the LTV Accelerator. So we help coaches who already have an established business, have already proven they can sell something, uh, we help them generate MRR in their business through dialing in their back end of their business, their retention, their ascensions and stuff like that. So that's like the 60 second version, but that's uh, that's what we really specialize in. Nice, so for sake of clarity, you gave a couple acronyms and I wanna just have those out here in the world. So LTV, MRR. Yeah, LTV is lifetime value of a client, right? Um, our industry keeps clients for three to four months, normally like 90 day programs. Okay. Uh, we show coaches how to keep clients for three to four years. Wow. So even if they were to turn off front end marketing or marketing were to not perform for six months, mm -hmm. they would still make money and their business would grow. That's how you know you have a truly valuable business. You could turn marketing off for a year and your business would still grow. Love that. And then MRR monthly recurring revenue. So I had learned how to build a business where I could always get more money by selling new clients. But I would start every month back at what I called the 30-day monster. Like, oh my gosh, I need to make more money next month to pay my bills or da, da, da. Mm -hmm. So I redesigned how I run my business so I could wake up every month with a base of monthly recurring revenue. My peak performance coaching business got to a point where before we even sold a single new client, we had $100,000 a month in monthly recurring revenue coming through that month to pay all the bills, blah, 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 blah. There's a different passion mm -hmm. you can show up within your business when you don't yes. need a single dollar to live your life and run your business. Yes. And I can't imagine that there's a single listener who isn't hearing LTV and MMR, MRR and feeling like, oh yeah, I need that. <laughs> I need that. Like that is an absolute blessing to, yeah. to have even just the idea that that exists and that you should be aiming for that. And now the opportunity to work with champion development and you yeah. yourself and your team. Um, and you had mentioned that there are, or we're going to put in the show notes, um, a direct link to the a free training you have. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit more about what they should expect out of that because it's free. So there's a lot, like we talked about of, slimy marketing out there of yeah. download, click the submit button and we'll magically make you seven figures. <laughs> Tell them really what, what depth is going to be coming out of this free gift that you have. Yeah. I mean, the, the simple uh, depth of it is that my commitment is that my free trainings are better than most people's paid trainings. <laughs> Love it. <right? laughs> and so if you go to www.champdev.com backslash free, I believe it is, mm -hmm. you yep. can, you can opt in for a free training on how to increase your LTV. The summary of what you're getting though is Jay Abraham says there are another quote. Jay Abraham says there are three there are only three ways to grow revenue. Get more front-end clients, get people to pay a higher average order, or get clients to stay longer and pay more often. The mm. online entrepreneur world focuses heavily really just on number one. 
more ads, more money, more ads, more content, more ads, more content. Maybe they're focused on increasing their prices, but they wonder why they don't feel like they have a sustainable business is because they don't ever really focus on number three. And that is how to get clients to stay longer and pay more often. What the LTV accelerator shows clients is what the top 1% of coaches are doing to get clients to pay, playful out to get incredible transformation and then stay for years um, in within your ecosystem, within your community. So that's what you'll get in the training is a free training on exactly how I do that. Awesome. And then last question, just because I, I know some, we are going to have listeners in the audience who are coaches and are resonating, absolutely going to check out the show notes and go download and get into that program. But for those listeners who aren't, don't consider themselves a coach, what is there, is there value in going through the training? Is it, yeah. <laughs> is that really a niche so specific that no. you wouldn't recommend your teachings? Why I was so certain about how to teach this to online coaches is because it's what I needed to learn when I built my first three businesses, which one was in the like home products uh, industry, okay. one was in the smart home and solar industry, and one was in the weight loss industry. So it applies to all things because if you have clients, I don't care if you're an online coach, a service provider, an ad agency, a brand marketing agent, whatever, we would all benefit from keeping clients longer and getting them mm -hmm. to pay more often because one of the best marketing tips I ever heard is the your best clients are the ones that are right in front of you. Like your best marketing is mm -hmm. to the clients that are right there right now to continue to serve them. Most people just don't think about it, know how, or focus on it the right way. Absolutely. I love it. So listeners, I just wanted to make sure you knew that whether you're a coach or not, what Michael is sharing with the world, there's a lot of value there. So I really encourage you to check the show notes, yeah. go check out that free training, um, share some of the phenomenal quotes that, <laughs> that we were able to share throughout this episode. And uh, thank you, Michael. I just really appreciate you coming on today. My pleasure. Is it? it was a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, guys, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you. And we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.